0: A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Hello again, everyone. Today, we learn of the worst natural disaster in the history of the United States. I'm Tom Zania, and this is Tom Reader's Story. Coming to you almost live. It's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the number one spoken word podcast on the web for audiobooks, social media posts, current events, and just plain whatever. So let's start the show. For the next half hour, I'll be your host. I'm voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. professional sound for your podcast i'm tom zania voice actor and podcast host of tom reads your story i can give you the sound you're looking for for your podcast intros and advertisements at the price and turnaround you need so don't hesitate and send me a message at tom reads your story at yahoo.com And we are back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Tom Read Your Story. I'm Tom Zania. I'm an actor, voice actor, and now a podcaster, bringing you the weekly show of spoken word, the number one spoken word podcast in America. How do I know that? Well, I don't. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm here to bring you a weekly broadcast. Well, it's not a broadcast. Well, I don't know but it's, it's something that you can listen to every week as part of your uh, daily routine if you want. And I hope you do. And I hope you tell others if you like it. If you don't like it, don't tell others. Um, what I want to tell you is if you're new here, give it a shot. In fact, give it two shots. And if you become a regular listener, guess what? It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. You don't have to join Patreon or any of that crap. Um, It's something you can listen to on a weekly basis. And it might be good listening. It might be challenging listening sometimes. I hope the show is challenging. Maybe it's not always, but I hope it is. And I hope you join me. So last week we got into the whole uh, earthquake in the Middle East, Syria and uh, and Turkey. And uh it was a sad thing to go over, a sad episode. And this week I think what I really want to talk about is history. And I love the popular music that I've heard over many years that get into history, you know, that uh, like uh, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I did an episode on that. Uh, and I'm sure there are other ones. And I found another one. Uh, I think back in the nineties or many, uh, but it was a while ago. I found, uh, um, uh, they were selling a lot of um like lower priced CDs and i i found one that uh was uh Aaron Neville and the name of the album is Warm Your Heart the album is really pretty good for being you know i i I don't want to call it a cutout. Remember cutouts years ago, vinyl albums that had a chunk of the of the uh the cover snipped out of it? Anyway, uh this is a good album, Warm Your Heart, uh Aaron Neville. I think, if I remember correctly, and I don't have it in front of me, uh, it was produced by Linda Ronstadt. And I know for sure that it was recorded by a true master by the name of George Massenberg, who did Linda Ronstadt's albums, at least one or two of them. And it's beautifully recorded. Now, the album opens with a song called Louisiana 1927. Now, I don't really know, uh, when I first listened to this song, I don't know how I felt about it. It, I didn't know if they were making something up, if this was just a, a fictional uh, flood that he was singing about. I had no idea, but I know that it was a beautiful song, beautifully orchestrated, uh, and and like I said, recorded by a true master, George Massenberg, who made a beautiful sound with this. This song, and I'm sure the rest of the uh, the cuts on the CD were as good too. Um, so, I did some research finally, and uh, it it took me a lot of years to find out that the worst flood in the history of America. Was in 1927 uh, down south. It was a flood of the you know the, the Mississippi River, and it it flooded out. I don't know five states with water up to thirty feet deep and up to thirty feet deep, not thirty feet deep all over. But one of the lyrics. Uh, that uh, that Aaron Neville goes over is Six Feet of Water in the Streets of Evangeline. Evangeline, I think, is in uh, New Orleans. Um, and, of course, what really lends to this song is the fact that he, Aaron Neville and his brothers, the Neville brothers was a group, uh, they're all from that area. They're all from Louisiana. So there was some authenticity that naturally uh, existed in the song, in the recording. And, uh, boy, it's, it's a great, great piece of work. Um, what I want to do is I want to read uh, some information about what happened in Louisiana and many other places in 1927. Here it is. From Wikipedia, the Great Mississippi Flood of 1927. The Great Mississippi Flood of 1927 was the most destructive river flood in the history of the United States with 27,000 square miles inundated in depths of up to 30 feet over the course of several months in early 1927. The uninflated cost of the damage has been estimated to be between $246 million and $1 billion. About 500 people died, and over 630,000 people were directly affected. 94% of those affected lived in Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana, especially in the Mississippi Delta region. More than 200,000 African Americans were displaced from their homes along the lower Mississippi River and had to live for lengthy periods in relief camps. As a result of this disruption, many joined the great migration from the South to the industrial cities of the North and the Midwest. The migrants preferred to move rather than return to rural agricultural labor. To prevent future floods, the federal government built the world's longest system of levees and floodways. Then Secretary of Commerce Herbert Hoover's handling of the crisis gave him a positive nationwide reputation, helping pave the way to his election as US president in 1928. Political turmoil from the disaster at the state level aided the election of Huey Long as governor in Louisiana. By the late 18th century, the United States was well aware of flooding potential along this waterway that drained 40% of the nation's area. The Mississippi River Commission was established by the federal government in 1879 with the directive to deepen the river channel, improve navigation, prevent major flooding, and increase river-based commerce. This commission recommended raising extensive levees along its channels to contain the flow, dismissing the advice of experts such as James Eads, who had directed the St. Louis Bridge Project in the 1860s. These critics predicted that compressing a swollen river between walls would increase its destructive potential. Flooding began due to heavy rainfall in summer 1926 across the river's central basin. By September, the Mississippi's tributaries in Kansas and Iowa were swollen to capacity. Flooding peaked in the lower Mississippi River, near Mound Landing, Mississippi, and Arkansas City, Arkansas, and broke levees along the river in at least 145 places. The water flooded more than 27,000 square miles of land and left more than 700,000 people homeless. Approximately 500 people died as a result of flooding. Monetary damages due to flooding reached approximately $1 billion which was one-third of the federal budget in 1927. If the event were to have occurred in 2007, the damages would total around $930 billion to $1 trillion, measured in 2007 U.S. dollars. The flood affected Missouri, Illinois, Kansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Texas. Arkansas was hardest hit, with 14% of its territory covered by floodwaters extending from the Mississippi and Arkansas deltas. By May 19, the Mississippi River below Memphis, Tennessee reached a width of 80 miles. Without trees, grasses, deep roots and wetlands, the denuded soil of the watershed could not do its ancient work of absorbing floodwater after seasons of intense snow and rain. In an unrelated flood at the same time, on Good Friday, 15 inches of rain fell in New Orleans in 18 hours. This far exceeded the city's rainwater pumping system, and up to four feet of water flooded some parts of the city. The local rain-related flood was not connected to the Mississippi River flooding. By August 1927, the flood subsided. Hundreds of thousands of people had been made homeless and displaced. Properties, livestock, and crops were destroyed. In terms of population affected, in territory flooded, in property loss and crop destruction, the flood's figures were staggering. Great loss of life was averted by relief efforts, largely by the American Red Cross through the efforts of local workers. African Americans comprising 75% of the population in the Delta lowlands and supplying 95% of the agricultural labor force were most affected by the flood. Historians estimate that of the 637,000 people forced to relocate by the flooding, 94% lived in three states, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Louisiana and that 69% of the 325,146 who occupied the relief camps were African-American. In one location, over 13,000 evacuees near Greenville, Mississippi, were gathered from area farms and evacuated to the crest of the unbroken Greenville levee. But many were stranded there for days without food or clean water. Following the Great Flood of 1927, states needed money to rebuild their roads and bridges, Louisiana received $1,067,336 from the federal government for rebuilding, but it had to institute a state gasoline tax to create a $30 million fund to pay for new hard-surfaced highways. The Corps of Engineers was charged with taming the Mississippi River. Under the Flood Control Act of 1928, the world's longest system of levees was built. Floodways that diverted excessive flow from the Mississippi were constructed. While the levees prevented some flooding, scientists have found that they changed the flow of the Mississippi River with the unintended consequence of increasing flooding in succeeding decades. Herbert Hoover enhanced his reputation by his achievements in directing flood relief operations as Secretary of Commerce under President Calvin Coolidge. The next year, Hoover easily won the Republican 1928 nomination for president and the general election that year. In upstate Louisiana, anger among yeoman farmers directed at the New Orleans elite for its damage of downriver parishes aided Huey Long's election to the governorship in 1928. Hoover was much lauded initially for his masterful handling of the refugee camps known as tent cities. These densely populated camps required basic necessities which were difficult to attain such as water and sanitation facilities. Hoover used a combination of bureaucratic resources and grassroots forces to give the tent cities the opportunity to become self-sufficient. This method presented difficulties as rural leaders were unprepared to manage the chaotic circumstances found in large camps. This led Hoover eventually to place the relief camps under government supervision. The refugee camps also dealt with extreme racial inequality, as supplies and means of evacuation after flooding were given strictly to white citizens, with blacks receiving only leftovers. African Americans also did not receive supplies without providing the name of their white employer or voucher from a white person. In order to fully exploit black labor, blacks were frequently forced to work against their will, and were not permitted to leave the camps. Later reports about the poor treatment in camps led Hoover to make promises of change to the African-American community, promises which he broke. As a result, he lost the black vote in the North in his reelection campaign of 1932. Several reports on the terrible situation in the refugee camps, including one by the Colored Advisory Commission, headed by Robert Russa Moton were kept out of the media at Hoover's request with the pledge of further reforms for blacks after the presidential election in 1928. His failure to deliver followed other disappointments by the Republican Party. Moton and other influential African Americans began to encourage black Americans to align instead with the National Democrats. The devastation of the flood and the strained racial relations resulted in many African Americans joining the Great Migration from affected areas to Northern and Midwestern cities, a movement that had been underway since World War I. The floodwaters began to recede in June 1927, but interracial relations continued to be strained. Hostilities had erupted between the races. A black man was shot and killed by a white police officer when he refused to unload a relief boat at gunpoint. Near Helena, Arkansas, Owen Fleming was lynched after he killed a plantation overseer who wanted to force him to rescue the plantation owner's mules. As a result of displacement lasting up to six months, tens of thousands of local African Americans moved to the big cities of the north, particularly Chicago. Many thousands more followed in the following decades. Uh, I knew nothing about this story until now. Um, I don't remember learning about it in high school or or anywhere else. But uh, there are also numerous uh, documents online you can find, articles, things of that nature, that talk about the flood, the great flood of 1927. What an incredible story. And that brings us to the end of yet another episode of Tom Reader's story. Portions were pre-recorded. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today, because we're always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Let's close today's show with Randy Newman's great song, Louisiana, 1927 sung by Aaron Neville. Thanks for coming. See you next week.
1: What has happened down here as the wind have changed Clouds rolled in from the north And it started to rain It rained real hard And it rained for a real long time Six feet of water in the streets of Evangeline The river rose all day the river rose all night. Some people got lost in the flood. Some people got away all right. River had busted through, cleared down the plaque of mine. Six feet of water in the streets of Evangeline. Louisiana. Louisiana. They're trying to wash us away They're trying to wash us away Oh, Louisiana Louisiana They're trying to wash us away They're trying to wash us away President has come down In a railroad train Little fat man with a notepad in his hand. President said, little fat man, oh, isn't it a shame? What the river had done to this poor farmer's land. Oh, Louisiana. Louisiana. you are trying to wash us away. We try to wash us away What a busy eye What a try to wash us away Oh Lord, oh, 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 try to wash us away They oh, no. try to wash us away They try to wash us away
0: This is Tom Zania. For more information on my availability for your e-learning, commercial, or audiobook project, visit my website at www.tomzvoices.weebly.com. We hope you visit us again real soon for another episode of Tom Reads Your Story.